In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain Cleveland Browns, it's been an emotional podcast been an emotional year. You've done us proud. Good morning, Cleveland. We're alive. We're ready for the next season. Come on, the Browns. And I'm here with Ian Wright. Ian, how you doing, buddy? You know, I, uh, I, I, as each hour goes by, I get a little bit more life back into me. I was, I was pretty numb there for a while. You know, I, that, that game sent us through a, a whirlwind of emotions and, sitting back now and you know obviously as the further we get away from the game the more we want to just relish in how good the season was it makes us feel a little bit better about ourselves you know it's unfortunate we weren't able to get the w but you know obviously there's a lot of optimism around the team it's just it was a major punch in the gut just right to the heart right to the feels right to the emotions because you know we had it and you know all week people were telling us including certain Steelers wide receivers that we were going to get clapped and the spread was 10. And then all of a sudden there's a lot of late money moving it to eight. And then the Browns are battling and it's just your ups and your downs. It starts off so bad. And then you get the optimism and the, it's like, Oh, it's like, you're just back and forth. It was like a game of pinball. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm good. I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it hurts. It was, it, you have the success. You're not expecting to have the success, but it doesn't make it any less hard when you lose. Yeah. Do you know what? The last quarter, the last half, it makes you love being a Browns fan. The roller coaster, you know? A lot of Browns fans, half time, were saying it's over. Good night. But we came back, we fought, we fought. there was hope. You know, the blood going through my veins. I love every second of it, and I honestly do. So, um, yes, I would love to have gone to play the Bills next week. But, you know, we lost to the Super Bowl champions. Who cares if Mahomes was on or off the field? And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next season, and I, and I love the future of the Cleveland Browns. I think anybody that follows the team is passionate about the team like we are. I think they, everybody can come to the consensus that that's the right outlook. We are optimistic about the, the, the trajectory that the Browns are on. You know, coming into the season, there was a lot of question marks. The quarterback, the head coach, the front office, the wide receivers. You know, there was all these things going on. And I think we answered a lot more questions than we created, which is a good thing. Yeah, well, look, let's get into the podcast Offense, what are you giving out of 10? 
you know, for the sake of the playoffs, are we allowed to introduce the sevens? No. You know, I think this is a seven, but obviously if that's not on the table, it was just, it was a good game. I mean, we put 17 points on the board that, you know, we could have had more. The first half was more about a five. The second half obviously was a little bit better. So I'm going to go, unfortunately, with 17 points. Uh, we we looked like we were okay on office. We just weren't great. So I'm going to go with a six on offense. Yeah, it, it was a tough game, eh? We um, had moments of great success, and sometimes the running game, you know, they seem to work out what Chubb was doing a lot, which is quite frustrating. Um, I would like to say an eight, Ian, to be honest, but all right, let's go for a seven just because I'm feeling very emotional tonight. I think that if we're gonna if we're gonna introduce a seven, I think it's got to be sevens are only applicable in the playoffs, right? Because we need that full <laughs> no, gamut. Only when Paul's emotional. Well, emotional, but at the end of the day, there was optimism, right? You know, you, you mentioned Nick Chubb in the running game, and in the first half, it, it wasn't going. And we weren't really going to, the, to going to it all that often. You know, what was odd is, is the game was a little different in the sense that we only had three possessions in the first half. You know, and it was crazy. We had... You know, the field goal drive to kind of counter the touchdown drive. And then, but Kansas City at the end of the day, because, you know, ultimately that drive with Higgins ended so quickly in a fumble. We didn't, we didn't run that much on in the first half. And then we came back to it in the second half. I think Chubb had a you know minimal amount. And, you know, at this point, I do want to give a shout out to our boy, Jack. I you know many of you are probably asking Jack or why Jack isn't on the podcast. And, you know, unfortunately, Nick Chubb's receiving over, Met, met its demise and uh, Jack is Jack's going to sleep this one off. So now that we've got that out of the way, you know, back to the offense, we were able to move the ball through the air. We knew that their secondary, you know, had the potential to make a play. And that was Mathau obviously making the interception to start the third quarter. But at the end of the day, I thought the Browns found a rhythm and I really, I would have loved to seen that game, maybe a little bit higher pace. I know that that, 14 play eight minute drive kind of really stalled out the second half, but I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot, you know, we talk about the offense. How about the fact, Paul, that we started the game with Jedrick Wills after one play, we go to Kendall lamb and not long after a practice squad recently signed guy who met the coach four days ago, who was massively undersized, steps in at left tackle in the AFC divisional round and holds the zone against the Kansas city chiefs. You know, there's just a lot of optimism on that offense. And I think that's why I just, I feel good about it. The, the, the output wasn't quite there, but at the end of the day, I thought it was a pretty overall solid performance by the offense, not enough to win. And we can't, you know, forget that, but overall not too bad. See, and that's something I disagree with. I think that, you know, your roster should be able to cope with any situation. So, you know, let's look at McGreedy, for example. People are saying, well, he's been out all season. But you've got to have the depth of field behind him. You know, like, you just, you know, we all know injuries are going to happen. There's going to be 10, I'm making a number up, but there's always going to be 10% injuries every year. So you've just got, you've got to deal with that. And, why do I get so passionate about undrafted free agents? 
it's because they step up when we need them and uh you know signing them on sign them up the day after draft gets me excited because what was he killed blake was it blake who came in at the end blake hans blake hans you know like he's he's a hero you know he's made 80k if i'm correct over the last two games maybe got paid more today i don't know Ian. you tell me i think he's definitely gonna be offered a few you know the browns are gonna now now that they're eliminated they're going to start signing some guys to some futures contracts, which we should see here in the next couple of days. And listen, we'll get into all that off-season stuff at another date. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't be shocked to see Blake Hans on a futures contract. Um, but yeah, I mean, Paul, he came into the game, and it yes, you didn't you don't have the same upside. But at the end of the day, when you're on your third string tackle, it's not about making that a position of strength. It's about not making it a position of weakness. And I think that Blake came in, I think he did a damn good job of making sure that that didn't become a weakness. And was it all technically great? No. Was there some errors? Yes. Were they running away from him on the backside? Yes. We, I get it for all you techie you know, people out there that want to chart numbers. But at the end of the day, the guy didn't get Baker crushed. So they tested, they definitely tested the, uh, the depth of the Browns this year. You know, a lot of people talk about the Browns and the injury situation. I think not having Olivier Vernon uh, in this game really, really hurt. Um, you, I think Larry Ogunjobi got banged up in the middle of the game. You could see he was kind of battling a back injury. Um, so the Browns, you know, they were, they were giving it all they got. And, you know, Paul, one of the things we, we cannot deny about this team, you know, they're down 19-3 at half. And I'll be damned if they didn't give it everything they had. You know, the one thing we talk about, Kevin Stefanski and just having the team ready to play. I mean, this was his first playoff game. And yeah, I know that, you know, Mike Prefer got the win against the Steelers last week, which we won't forget. But at the end of the day, it was, it was pretty easy for Prefer in some of those situations as points were falling off the, uh, out of the sky for him. You know, Stefanski had a couple questionable decisions, which we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about in the second half. But, you know, at the end of the day, I thought that the team took a massive step. And it's going to be a growing opportunity for a lot of these young guys. You know, you're going to, you're going to hopefully get back some of the guys that were out, you know, pretty much most of the year. And, you know, let's hope that this is a, a sign of things to come. I think that's the best way we can put it. Right. Yeah. Great. And I just want to bring some highlights out that I thought and had a great game. Mm-hmm. I thought that Higgins, I understand why, you know, helmet to helmet, first of all, second Higgins should have gone out of play. I, I get that. You know, I'm no expert on the NFL rules. Um, naturally, I see why he went for it, but it is what it is. I thought Higgins played a great game. And, um, yeah, O-line played well. Baker played well. One interception. Okay, he was going for it. Landry he didn't cost him a, cost us any points. He no. missed a field goal. He hit a donk. There's always a donk out there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, okay, 7-10. Let's move on. Well done, Cleveland Browns. You know, do you, wait you to went to give game balls, or do you want to do the offensive game balls now? Yeah, let's do offense and do def- defense. Ian, what are you going to go out of, out of ten for defense? Six. I thought when you when you hold when you hold. Actually, I'm not going to lie, Paul. This is probably a seven too. But no, I disagree. By the way. They, get, they held the Chiefs to 22 points with Patrick Mahomes, which is pretty good. I mean, I get it. You know, 
they the Chiefs ended up getting a field goal on the drive that Mahomes left the game on. So a majority of the points, I think, if I'm not mistaken, after Mahomes went out, they had two rushes and then virtually did nothing to kick the field goal. So the defense, they didn't play bad, but they, you know, they didn't play great. We didn't get that turnover, right? We didn't get the game-changing play. Um, and when we needed the play the most, when we needed that, you know, third and 14 after Miles gutted out a sack, we needed that play. We just couldn't get it. And, you know, what's, what's crazy to me is, is Browns fans to me, have you ever seen the movie Independence Day, Paul, with uh, Will yep. Smith and Tommy, Tommy uh, Lee Jones? It's like every week they push the button and it like erases their memory about the Browns defense. The Browns defense is not great. We know this. This every single week, people are arguing about the same thing, the Joe Woods scheme and all this other stuff. And it's like at the end of the day, they're like, oh, look at all this dink and dunk. Listen to the podcast before the game. We said it was going to happen. They were going to play cover three. They were going to play quarters. They were going to play these guys back because you didn't want to have me, Cole Hardman. You didn't want to have Tyreek Hill guys running just straight past you. And Paul, remind me what happened when Chad Henney tried to throw deep. What happened there? Interception. Ah, interception, yes. Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph, there you go. Um, who actually didn't play too bad. I thought he 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 did enough to where I'd want to see him around. I know certain people on this podcast aren't a big Carl Joseph fan, but I am. It It's one of those things where the defense, I don't have an issue with the coordinator. So all you fire Joe Woods people, get out of here, go home. They need a few more players. They need a healthy Miles Garrett because, I mean, Paul, we saw at the beginning of the season when Miles Garrett was healthy, every damn game that ball was popping on that quarterback's hand. The COVID, then he had that injury, remember, in the Vegas game. Then there was an arm injury, and now he had the groin. And hats tip to him for being able to gut it out playing through a groin strain. I mean, that's not easy. Uh, oblique groin, same, pretty much the same thing. But, yeah, I mean, that, that was an impressive game. We just we need more. We need more talent on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have no problems if we draft four defensive players. But as we said, we're not going to talk about the offseason right next. But if you are interested in drafts, Paul Brown saying, let's go for a cornerback, lineback, defensive end, safety or defensive tackle. Let's just fucking stock up on defensive players. Anyway, I don't mean to swear. I just get quite passionate about it. It's okay. We're, you know what? You're allowed to in this game, and you're right. In the uh, in the draft, when it comes up, 26 pick, I believe right now is what we have. Don't be shocked if we trade it back. But you're going to look D end, wide receiver, cornerback, safety. You know, you're going to look at those guys in there that can be impact players. But I would overall, go with who? Who do you think stood out the most on defense? Was there anybody that you saw that you were kind of like, you know what? They surprised you. They shocked you. You know, what? What did you see? Yeah, what I saw, obviously, Carl Joseph, um, MJ Stewart. I know these names, you know, often get um, passed down. You know, Miles Garrett stepped up. He looked injured. He looked battered. Sheldon Richardson always looks solid. Mm -hmm. uh, who else did I see that looked good today? I didn't see enough of Ward. That, that's uh, not a bad thing. That's yes, not a bad yes. Thing. And... I saw Sandeo do a nice big tackle at some point, but um, yeah. You know, there's three guys I want to I want to kind of single out, right? Denzel Ward, Terrence Mitchell, Kevin Johnson. Those three guys there, I thought, 
held their own against one of the most prolific offenses in football. And let's not forget, Patrick Mahomes played 39 out of the 60 minutes. I get it. He, he left the game. But Tyreek Hill, I think he ended up the game with uh, eight catches, 110 yards. Kelsey, eight catches, 109 yards and a touchdown. But if I'm not mistaken, Hardman's uh, bubble sweep, uh, this little jet sweep pass, was the longest play of the game. I think that was 42 yards. Kelsey's longest play was 24 yards, and Hill's longest play was 26 yards. So I thought overall the Browns' defense did a pretty decent job of not allowing that big play. I mean, if you think about how the Chiefs scored in Mahomes' option right little thing that, you know, obviously they tried to go to later in the game and again, I'm hurt. And then you're talking about Kelsey who just made an absolutely freakish like play. The Browns defense didn't really, it was that whole bend, but not break thing. It was the same thing that Woods used in the game against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So I thought our secondary, you know, for being what Ward up being on COVID and Kevin Johnson being on COVID, I thought they played pretty well. I mean, Kevin Johnson, I thought played pretty decent. I mean, he tackled the ball. Of course, he's going to get beat. I mean, Tyree Kills runs that same route. Romo showed everybody. It's not like you have to get breakdowns from me on it. He did his best. I mean, these are guys that are going up against elite athletes. And, you know, and for all the people out there that talk about the impact that like, oh, look how much more efficient Baker is when Odell's not on the field. Yeah, but look what guys like Tyree Kill and Odell Beckham, look what they can do. You know, My issue with the defense was we needed to do – the defense to step up a lot more stopping the first downs and the last two plays of the game that's i think sums it up why oh, yeah. the defense was a five out of ten for me because yeah i mean i'm, no, I'm not gonna argue that it's third and 14 and you let chad henny run for 13 and a half yards yeah so that that's my view why it's five out of ten well if you, hey your name's on the banner line, buddy. I, you're not going to hear any, any argument out of me for a 5 out of 10 from the defense. However, I, it wasn't three, great. There's three of us on the podcast and we're all equal. So uh, I, never, I never claim that my name's on the title. Now we had a sack and an interception. So there you go. I'm going with five. Perfect. Special teams. I thought the specials was good. I mean, no donks, which is, you know, as a common thing we're seeing in the NFL playoffs this year, donks are pretty prominent. So uh, eight, I mean, I thought, I thought Hammer had a good game. I think he had a 48 and a 46 yard punt. Um, Parkey had made all three of his kicks. Um, I don't think they punted a single time, so we didn't have any punt returns. And uh, Dearness Johnson, other than there was the squib and the other one, I thought it was fine. I mean, yeah. eight. I still think we need to get a um, when. Okay, Ian, here's a question for you. When was the last time we had a receiving um, touch uh, touchdown kick? Oh, on specials. Yeah. Uh, I Cribs. Back and think. No, I think Travis Benjamin had a couple punt return touchdowns. Um, we need it though, mate. We need it. We, Just, well, if you remember right, they went out and signed, signed JoJo Natson to kind of be that returner. So that was the guy they were kind of really hoping that would give him a little spark in the return. Wasn't game. Peppers meant to be this person? Yeah, he was a dud. Yeah, I mean they've yeah. tried. You know, listen, hey, it's there's no doubt about it. I mean, I remember last year when we talked to Ronnie Bailey, and he said, you know, specials are a lifeblood. They give you the opportunity to just infuse it into your soul, like to get that life going. You see that big return, you see that big hit. You know, like let you feed off that energy, and you know the Browns. This year wasn't the greatest in terms of specials, you know, and how they're going to go. But overall, I thought 
in this game, it wasn't a problem. So I'm going with an eight. How do you think the um, how do you think the uh, Kevin Savansky did today and the and their staff? You know, this is going to be the most talked about uh, part of the game because in the first half we saw Demarcus Robinson not catch a ball that was called a catch. We didn't get the challenge flag out in time. The catch proceeded. Later on in the game, you saw Tyreek Hill make a catch that looked like it wasn't a catch. We threw the challenge flag, burned one of our timeouts on a failed challenge. I will just tell you guys, when you are on that sideline and you see the ball, when you see Ward's arms rake through it and you see the ball come out from his grasp as he goes to the ground, nine out of 10 times, that ball is going to hit the ground. I don't have as big of a problem with the challenge on that because you obviously saw that Kansas City was going to run up to the line to snap that play. And I hate to break the news to people, that was a pretty big play. I mean, that was, you know, in terms of Henny's, what, first play off of scrimmage. So we're talking about 23, 24 yards that you wanted to stop them right away. You needed to get the ball back. You were still down five. It didn't work out. It happens. I saw Pete Carroll make some putrid challenges that were even worse than that one. So it was the one time out that I think the one that everybody's going to really talk about is the use of that second one. You know, Baker gets up to the line. It just seemed like there was some major communication issues. So that second one, I think that's one that Stefanski may have to learn and find out, you know, what he could do better on that. Because I think ultimately that second time out that we burned ended up costing us. But I thought overall getting into the, the, the rhythm of the game in the second half, I thought he did a good job. Um, I thought Alex Van Pelt, I mean, you could tell that, you know, they had, they were trying to get Baker going. I mean, they really were. Um, I didn't mind him not going for two at the point when it was 19 to three and we scored the touchdown. If you notice, if you take that point out and you don't get that two point conversion later on in the game, you don't even have a shot when it was uh, 19 to, I think it would have been 19, 10 and then 19, uh, 17, which it never got to. It was 19, it was 22, blah, blah, blah. You can do the math. 19, 22, 22, 10. b 2 bing it doesn't matter. But, you know, it was his first game, right? So I think he'll grow from it. I think he's still the coach of the year. I mean, think yeah. about it, Paul. We went into the offseason. We didn't know if Baker was the guy. We had no idea about Stefanski. We had a new front office. And we now have the coach and the quarterback they love each other. They get along. You know, that's that symbiotic relationship that Reed and Mahomes have. That's what we want. And we have it. You know, you have a coach, you have a quarterback that they like each other. I mean, I'm going to tell you out here in Chicago, the total Trubisky, Matt Nagy thing, not working. Trubisky's gone. I said it two years ago. I said that, you know, Nagy didn't want that type of quarterback. And it's been friction ever since. We don't have that problem. We don't have the problem that they have down in Houston where Deshaun Watson's trying to force his way out of Houston because he doesn't like people. You know, that, the culture in Cleveland is different. The culture in Cleveland is going to lead to a lot more victory Mondays than we've had in years past. Yeah. All right, mate. It's a long off season. All right, I'm game balls. Co- I'm hoping that COVID uh, clears up. I just want to say a thank you to all the listeners. I absolutely love it when I get messages during the week talking about stuff that Jack, Ian, or myself said on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, Ian, what are you going to do tomorrow? Are you just going to uh, unwind or are you going to start looking at the off-season? You know, I, first thing I do is I got to wash my, uh, my Browns regalia. 
Uh, I haven't washed them since week 17 of the Pittsburgh thing. So the wife was nice enough to stay at least six feet from me during the game today. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Browns do in the next couple of days uh, in terms of the futures contracts and stuff like that. I mean, obviously we're getting into the off season, which is just a whole nother animal on its own. You know, there's information about the combine changing and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just sit back, watch some football and just see what's going on. All right. And I'm going to finish up by saying go Browns. It's been a very proud emotional roller coaster and I've loved every single minute of it. That is definitely true. I'm right there with you, brother. And you know, here's, here's the, the bridge to many more good days ahead for the Cleveland fucking Browns. Here we go. Brownies. Here we go. Who, who go Browns, go Browns. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I know.